you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. All right, guys, listen, it is an honor and a privilege this morning that I have to have some special guests with us. But first, I want to I want to kind of set things up. Listen, um, we believe that God is a is is a multinational, multiracial, multicultural God. Are you with me? And just to show now, I, I know that there's some people that are traveling that are out or whatever, but um, how many people, I'm just interested, how many people were not born in America? If you'll please stand, if you were not born in America, if you were born outside America, there you go. Now, how many people have lived outside of this country before? Stand up, you too, if you've ever lived overseas or in another country, wow, that's awesome. All right, yes, go ahead, that's good. Listen, and I just want to let you know where we are as a church. Now, um, we're in the middle of a county that is so culturally diverse that in the southeast, I think it claims to be the most culturally diverse uh, county in, in the southeast. And I have the mayor of Auburn kind of confirming that for me here. How many million people? Almost a million people in Gwinnett County. And in that, this county of almost a million people, the most culturally diverse county in the Southeast. That's amazing. Now, this neighborhood, I've said this many times too, this neighborhood behind us has about 14 different nationalities represented in this one neighborhood of, of 100 homes. And when we, when we actually took possession of this property in this building, I believe that I spoke by the Lord and said, guys, this room, this building, every time we get together, it needs to look like heaven. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every color, and God is doing that. I believe that every church should look like the community that it's a part of. We're not a white church. We're not a black church. We're not a red church, a yellow church, a, 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 an American church. We are the kingdom of God church. Amen. And so today we have someone from Tanzania that's going to minister to us. We have two folks from America that travel overseas. And, and so we're officially, unofficially calling this Sunday morning Mission Sunday. And I want you to hear the heart of God. I've asked the Deagles to come this morning. They're going to share. And then Pastor Andrew from Tanzania. Listen, we support these guys as a church. And you need to hear the heart of God coming from them and know that when you give, we're giving to their ministries and we're supporting them. We're going to do more. We're going to go more. Uh, Pastor Sheila and I are getting getting ready to, to go out of the country and... Uh, the Lord is just working in us, in us, to do his will all over the earth. Come on, guys. Uh, this is William and Jessica Deagle, and they're going to come and tell you what's been happening. Well, 
I'm going to let my wife share first so I can cut her off so she doesn't go too long. Well, first, I want to say thank you to Pastor Bruce and Pastor Sheila because, um, you know, when you have a pastor's heart, you have something every Sunday you want to say to the congregation, and it's hard to give up that opportunity. So thank you for letting us share, um, and thank you for um, making missions a priority. Yes. So we're so blessed to have our friend Pastor Andrew with us, and I know William will introduce him. But I, um, I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to you as a church. You know, three years ago, almost four years ago, we really uprooted our lives um, in Virginia to answer what was an international call for our lives and ministry. And so we've been doing that now as an act of faith, and it has been challenging and when we came here, I just want you to know, because some of you are newer to LifeWay, but when we came here, this church received us as a family from the first Sunday we came. And this has been, no matter how much we travel and how much we're out of the country, this is a home base for us that gives us a security, that gives us um, a word that we can come in here and be refreshed. It gives a connection point for our kids to come and be involved and to have a church family that still in the States. And so I want to thank you for that because whether you realize that or not, as being a part of this body, you are a part of us and pouring into us. And we thank you for that. And a scripture that has just been resonating with me this morning that I want to exhort you with to prepare your heart as you receive what William is going to share and Pastor Andrew is going to share is found in Colossians 3. I've always loved this scripture, but it, it was coming up to me this morning over and over. Um, where Paul is encouraging the church at Colossa, and he's telling them, set, this is in verse 2 of chapter 3, he says, set your affection on things above, not on earthly things. Set your hearts, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. When we read that, that sounds beautiful. And it's like, yes, that's what I want to do. But the reality is to live that and walk that out is very, very difficult. In fact, it is contrary. It's the opposite of the, what the world is telling us. The world is saying, look at all this around you and go for it. Pursue it. Occupy yourself with it. Get to know it. Immerse yourself in it and be all you can be, do all you can do, and get all you can get. And the Bible steps back and says, the kingdom of God is the opposite of what the kingdom of this world says. It says, set your heart, your mind, your affection, your time on things that can be found above, not on things on the earth. But we know we're on the earth, right? So then we have to say, okay, what does that look like? And I just want to encourage you, a big part of what that looks like for every one of us is setting our affection, time, and attention on souls that last for eternity. When we left our life in Virginia, our good, nice, stable, blessed life where we had privilege and position, we chose to say, how do we set our minds and affections on things that have eternal value instead? And it has been with great cost and great effort 
And it still is. In many ways, we still face opposition to that in our minds and our lives. But I want you to know that our faces are set like Flint, like the Bible says. Our faces are set that this is our calling, that we only intend to increase what we are doing for the kingdom of God at an international level. And we will continue to go as long as we are continue to be sent. So that's our pledge to you. And I ask you as you listen to what's shared and the pictures that you see that you too would set your heart on these things that have eternal and lasting value. Let your heart be moved and stirred to pray, to give, possibly to go, but to, to let it be the motive of your life in the midst of all this that surrounds us, the busyness of our lives. May your heart be touched today with something that is eternal. And may you feel motivated to get behind us and others who are doing this and push with your prayers, with your love, and with your support. So we're thankful for you. Thankful for you. And I'm thankful for a very good wife. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump off of uh, what Jessica was sharing. Uh, just for a few more minutes, we're going to share about uh, what Pastor Bruce was asking us to share about what we do. I know you all see us here, then you don't see us here for a couple of weeks, then we're here for one week, then we're gone for a month, and so uh, we're, we're going to share kind of what we do and everything. But everything that we do is based on relationships, and so I'm going to use that as the theme this morning, and all the sharing that I do is about relationships. And like my wife said, when we made this transition, it's coming up on four years this uh, September. And the first time we stepped foot in the church, it was back at the storefront. And as Alvin and Jerry were sharing their testimony the previous Sundays ago, Alvin was sharing uh, the Sunday that the youth had gotten back from their trip, and they were sharing, and it was a monumental to him. That was our first Sunday, so we remember that Sunday real well. Um, but it's been almost four years coming up. And what I want to say with that about relationships is, um, I'm very thankful for Pastor Bruce and Pastor Sheila because relationships uh, mean everything in the kingdom of God. And so this couple here, in the midst of our transition, which was uh, extremely challenging, I will say, uh, they were there for us. They uh, protected us in a lot of ways here at the church. They prayed for us. They were there for us during that time and still during that time. Uh, they are very much there for us and a huge help to us. And so I thank them this morning. They're awesome, great pastors, I can tell you. And so I am thankful for them. So in those relationships, we're going to show you, it's easier to see by, by photos. So as I explain what we do, we'll put a photo up there because uh, we like to see photos and put names with what's going on and things like that. So I'm going to kind of, all right, so will it mess y'all up if I move to the side? It will or it won't? Thumbs up, so I'm guessing that's okay. All right. Um, so Jessica and I, uh, almost four years ago, we were, I was executive pastor at our church in Virginia, where it had been for 13 years. We had come off the mission field, moved back to a mission field, which is where I'm from in Virginia, a very small town. Um, and I 
uh, was on an executive pastor there at the church for 13 years. And then God began to move on our heart and said, you're, you're done here. You've done everything you can do. I had to help the church transition through many different phases, uh, built the staff up administratively wise and uh, had everything going on that sense. And, and God said, you're, you're done. So that's a very hard thing to hear sometimes because that was my home church. That's where I grew up. That was the land that we owned was, was land that's been in the family for hundreds of years. I mean, I come, we come off on the, the Mayflower, literally. And so to, get, to, to, to be challenged by the Lord to say, now get up and go. It was the Abraham call. Get up and go to a place that I will show you. I'm not even going to show you where you're going to go. I'm first asking you to get up and go. Are you willing to fake, take the first step and get up? So... We began to make this uh, transition with our senior pastor, and he said, yep, dead on. That call has been on your life. Y'all are going to have to fulfill that call. And we are called worldwide to the body of Christ. And so the Lord spoke to us and said, I want you to strengthen and encourage the body of Christ internationally, nationally, and across denominational lines. And so I remember that to this day. That's what we focus on doing in our ministry. And we, we began to make that transition and leave things and sell our house. Uh, lots of little things that I'm not going to go into. But as we got up and went, God began to show. And so my favorite verse is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct your path. And so either, either we believe that today or we don't. And so it's one thing, Jessica reminds us of this, you know, at the church back in Virginia, we, you know, you preach it, we get up there and shout it, run around the church, dance and all that stuff, living by faith, and all of a sudden, boom, we were confronted with, are you, go are you really going to live by faith? Are you going to get up and do what I ask you to do or not? And so you begin to have this battle. Trust in the Lord, lean to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord, lean to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. And so it's a battle, and you have to decide which one you're going to do. And we did. We began to make those steps. They were, the, they were not easy steps, but you make those steps. And, and there's sacrifice in those steps. But I would rather be doing the will of God and have those challenges than to be comfortable and be out of the will of God. So we, yes, in those last four years we've been making those steps. We still transition every single day of our life. So in our ministry, when we said strengthen and encourage the body of Christ internationally, nationally, and across denominational lines, that looks different in the different countries that we work in. We predominantly work in two major countries, that's Guatemala, south of us, Tanzania, way east of us. And so they're the two main countries that we work in, and because we work in those countries, we have relationships. We're, God dealt with our hearts specifically. You can go start a Bible school, you can go start a church, you can go do this in that country and do those things, but find someone that is already doing something a national that is doing something strong that needs help and you help them. So, you know, that'll, that'll knock your pride right from under you because, you know, you're like, well, how are, we pro how are we supposed to promote what we do? 
And he said, you don't worry about that. Just do what I told, tell you to do. And so in Guatemala, we, uh, we support and help Tim and Doris Spurrier. They have been in Guatemala for 30 years, and they will give their whole life in Guatemala. That's where they will uh, be for their whole lives. They're from Canton, Ohio. As you can tell, he looks like Mario. He's, uh, <laughs> he's the greatest guy. Trust me. He's the greatest guy. This is a wonderful couple. But we came alongside them. They have uh, built a hospital in the northern area of Guatemala. It's called the Peten. It's a very forgotten area. It's a Mayan area. It's extremely hot. I was there a couple weeks ago. Every day was well over 100 degrees. Um, but they started this work there that God said, hey, go build a hospital. And through that hospital, you will minister to the people of Guatemala. You will show them the love of Jesus through what you do with your hands. And so they built the hospital. Uh, it became... Uh, challenging for them to to run the hospital uh, with no background on running a hospital and that's where we stepped in I have no background on running a hospital either but I do have uh, organizational skills and what I did at the church back in Virginia and so we came along and started to help them and get things organized and hire the right people get things in there the way it was going it's been a long two years on that but we have an awesome uh, staff there now. I think they're on, try the next picture. Uh, this couple right here, they're actually from Honduras. So they're missionaries in Guatemala. And they work at the hospital. This is Dr. Juan Carlos and Dr. Catarina Sorto. She is our medical director there at the hospital as of the beginning of this year. Dr. Juan Carlos is our internal medicine doctor there at the hospital. And they are doing a phenomenal job of turning that that place around. It's a very beautiful hospital, as you can tell in the background. That's the second floor that was just built. Um, but it's one thing to build it. It's another thing to run it good. And so that's what we focus on there. I help get uh, groups from the states to come in. This is actually a group from Canada. They come in twice a year. They're an ENT group, and they do ear, nose, and throat surgeries, tonsillectomies, all that type of stuff. And again, it's about relationships. So we have a relationship through this, because of this, with Samaritan's Purse, World Medical Mission, which everyone is very aware of them. People apply through them to come to the hospital to serve, and I vet those people that come through there uh, to come to the hospital and do that. So we have that awesome opportunity to work with Samaritan's Purse in that aspect. Um, next picture. This uh, is something we also do in Guatemala. It's like almost like, what don't you do? Okay, so this is a, um, a young pastor, doctor right here is Dr. Misraim Fernandez, and he is a um, doctor of theology. He's a doctor of theology. He had started a seminary there, and it was struggling because he had nowhere to do the seminary. And so because of Tim and Doris's ministry there, they have a huge campus that was literally given to them and was sitting there empty, and so we worked this out that he came there. So we go down and we teach like for a week at a time at the Bible school seminary there and are able to meet with pastors as well, and we preach in several other churches while we're there in Guatemala. So God just makes relationships. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just be a part of the body of Christ and do your part, and as you do your part, you'll see the body of Christ increased. So... Um, this is one of our, I love this picture. These are the Bible students there at the seminary. And this man was just so excited that he had 
received a book. The book in his hand is the wonderful, powerful gospel of Jesus Christ that was written by Jerry and Marilyn O'Dell, who I worked with back in Honduras when I lived in Honduras years, years ago. And they came to kick the Bible school off, and they were there sharing that, and they gave those books out on how to preach the gospel. They do major crusades in India and Pakistan. So that, that face right there is just worth everything to me to see that. Um, we also... I work with In Touch Ministries, Dr. Charles Stanley. He has those wonderful little things called messengers. And uh, when we go to Guatemala and when we go to Tanzania, we have the opportunity to take those with us. And they'll have English and whatever other language we're going to, whether it's Spanish or Swahili. And it's the New Testament. It's a solar-powered one, so you don't have to worry about electricity. And it's just a wonderful tool that we have to give out. So we, um, we let them know when we go on trips and they load us up with stuff to take for through in touch. So, again, about relationships. Now, the, um, one of the most wonderful relationships, you like that, Pastor Andrew, is Pastor Andrew and Esther. We have known them for 10 years, at least 10 years. They, we met them back at the church in Virginia. It's a long story. But they would come and visit through a friend of theirs that would come to the church. And we made this connection. And it was just a God connection. He challenged me every year. He saw me on staff there at the, at the uh, church. He would say, when are you coming to Africa? When are you coming to Tanzania, Tanzania and preach? And so uh, we ha- heard that every year for a long time. And we would have them come and stay at our house and uh, eat dinner with us, and so one time they were there, and we were eating dinner, and we're you know joking around, and Pastor Andrew got serious, and he said, "I want to tell you something." He said, "Why are you here?" This is the end of when God was already dealing with us to leave, and he said, "Why are you here? They don't need you here. I need you in Tanzania. Come and share." and preach and teach there. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, no, no, we're, we're good, we're good. And then, um, yes, we ended up doing that. Our first trip, when we left the ministry in Virginia, our first trip with our three kids was to Tanzania to visit Pastor Andrew and Esther and to share over there. So um, they're very special to us. He gets... Uh, tickets through a friend to come here to the states and he comes here with us esther couldn't make it this time uh but she will another time but this is about relationships um and so through what we do through them and support them in tanzania and work with them is next picture we go we just were there in february jessica and i we did uh two two two-day ministers conferences there with the pastors and leaders which is just an awesome time that we have with them and get to share um, just basic biblical things with them that encourage them in their ministries. Because if you can touch 100 pastors, you don't have to go around and preach in their church, 100 churches. You've just, you share with them and let them go back and handle that. So we just pour into them. I just, I just, I'm ready to get on a plane right now and go back with them and go. I, just, I love being there. So we, uh, we do that there. Um, with the pastors, you can go to the next one. That's um, a, another conference that we did there with them. You can go to the next one. That's uh, the, one of the churches that we were in do, holding the conference. And you can go to the next one. We're going to go through these pretty quick. 
It's a lady. I mean, they just came out and they were, they were hungry to hear and to be taught. There's been a lot of evangelism, like Pastor Andrew has said, a lot of evangelism. What they need is teaching. Just come teach us. So that's our, that's our Swahili Tanzanian outfits that were made specifically for us. We love them. We were doing a marriage conference at the end of that week as well. And so we were doing that. This was Pastor Joram. Talking about relationships, this is a great pastor couple under Pastor Andrew. Pastor Andrew has started uh, 11 churches, um, and he would start 100,000 more. Uh, but you have finance, you know, it takes finances to do that. There's a lot of little uh, pastors willing that he raises up, and they will go out into these areas that nobody wants to go into the, uh, I won't be specific about other, because um, I can't, but there are very areas that are not Christian, and so <clears throat> we go and evangelize them and go into the, and start churches there. So this is another great couple um, in their church. This lady came to one of our conferences and just completely, she was at the, the, the point of giving up in her life on several different things, just giving up everything, and was extremely encouraged. And what's her, what was her name? Dorothy. Dorothy was her name. And she was uh, just, just a great lady, extremely um, loving and kind, but just encouraged and put back on track with her ministry. The next one. This is uh, another uh, great couple that pastors under Pastor Andrew. They, uh, they actually are ones that have a preschool in their church, and I'm going to talk about that now. One of the main things we do there uh, with Pastor Andrew besides the conferences is we help build churches slash preschools. And let me explain that to you. You'll see one of the churches that we help, that our supporters help build. And he's got a pastor. This is all Pastor Andrew's plan. You know, you don't reinvent the wheel. Come along to some national that's doing something great that needs help and jump in right behind them and help them. So his vision is to get into these areas that are not quite open to the gospel that you can just jump right in there. But you can uh, start a preschool. And a preschool where they're teaching English, people will send their kids to because they want their kids to learn English. And otherwise, these kids are just running around in these village areas. Pastor Andrew will explain more about that. But they begin to teach them English, and they're very, very... This man right here is extremely smart. So he'll say, okay, A is for apple. A is also for Abraham. B is for baby. B is also for blood. And then you know, they begin to explain, so who was Abraham? What does the blood mean? Blood of Jesus. And so they can preach the gospel through teaching these kids English, and they're getting these, you know, the gospel presented to them. Their parents are sending them because they want them to uh, learn English, and it's all free, so, and we provide a meal for them a day. So all that support goes to give these kids a meal a day as well because that's the only meal some of them ever get. And they're learning English, but they're getting the gospel. So when the parents come to pick them up, it's also a church. And so the church meets on Sundays and Wednesday, or practically every day in Tanzania, and they invite them to come back. So it's a, it's a great network that he has of getting those families in there with a need and then being able to share the love of God with them. So you can go to the next, uh, next one. Okay, so this... In our last trip that we just did in February, this is called, help me get it right, Yava Yava, Yava, Yava. 
it took us four hours to get there, not because it was a, such a long distance, but because we had to go from the main road, which is bad enough in itself, to a sandy dirt road, which you can get stuck real easily, to a, finally to a footpath, and we're in a van getting there, and finally we get there, and uh, because of uh, this church's support and, and other people's support, we were able to build this church slash preschool out there in the middle of this village that they will come to, and it's still not finished. It, we have to have more finances to finish some things on it, but these kids are there in the preschool. When we arrive there, they're all taking a nap, so they're all laying on the cool cement floor taking a nap, and when we went there, we, we do something special when we go there. We'll take them like uh, juice and cookies and have like a little time with them, and Jessica shares the gospel with them. Um, and this is one of the teachers there. Most of these teachers, they uh, volunteer their time because there's just not finances to, to pay them. So these people are committed because they're committed to the vision. They're committed to seeing their nation changed. And so she's there. Um, these kids are so precious, so loving. You can keep going. This is one of my favorite ones. This, this, this little girl was so, so precious. I didn't understand when we first met her. She, she came up to us, and she, she came up to me, and she put her hand up on my head. I'm like, oh, she just wants to touch my hair. You know, it's all spiky and, you know, sitting up there. And Pastor Andrew said, no, that's how they greet their elders. Of a respect, they put their hand on their heads like that, and they, and they bow down. But she was just so, so loving. And so you can see the diversity of the kids that come to this school, uh, the preschools. And, again, they're getting a meal a day. And they're getting English, but also getting the gospel at the same time. So I'm going to stop here on, on this one. They'll show more pictures in a minute with Pastor Andrew. But again, I wanted to share the relationships. It's, the body of Christ is about relationships. No one is an island unto themselves. We're not here. Um, our endeavor in life is not to start our own ministry, do our own thing, but it's to be a part of the body of Christ, something bigger than ourselves, something that, that we give our supply that, that only we can give. Because there's things that only you can do, I can't do, and vice versa. There's every, every one of us in here have a different part to play, but it's vital that you fulfill that part so the body of Christ is whole. So this is just our small part that we do in, in spreading the gospel and strengthening the kingdom of God around this world. And I, um, my wife is holding her finger up. So when we go to Africa, we just team preach most of the time. So it's never an interruption. But I just want to share something quickly that um, what, when you think about big corporations in the world today, the ones that are successful are so because they have a strategy. They have an intentional plan and strategy. And we have really been praying and seeking for the past three or four years to do ministry with a strategy, with an intentional plan and purpose because we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to waste God's money. And we don't want to waste our lives and the lives of our family, right? So we believe that we have intentionally been connected with these people and that we have a specific strategy now from the Spirit of God 
with, to use this hospital in Guatemala to just be a calling card to draw people in so that then we can preach the gospel to them. And it gives us access into rural villages to go in and preach. It gives us favor in that nation. And then in Tanzania, our strategy there, thank the Lord he has put us with Pastor Andrew and Esther because they have a vision already. They have pastors under them. They have networks that they've taken years and a whole lifetime to put in place that we could not do in and of ourselves. But in putting us with them and us coming together and not trying to do our own individual thing and our own kingdom building, we can join up with them and say, how can we strategically take this whole country for God? And one way we have seen to focus on that is training the pastors so they can go back out and encourage their congregations and starting these preschools so that the kids have a hope and they're not sitting around hopeless, that they can come in and their parents see that Christians love these kids, that we're willing to feed them one meal each day, give them a place to come to, and then provide a church and a local pastor to change that village and give them a meeting place. So this is all really just beginning, but the potential is huge. But it will take more than Pastor Andrew and Esther and William and I. It, it's going to take churches, the body, all coming together and getting behind the same vision, the same strategy to really move this forward. And that's, that's what I want you to see is we're so excited that we have a strategy, but now we need help making it move forward. Yeah. She could explain things so much better than me. So at this time... Um, I wanted to get through that because I want to give the, the rest of the time to Pastor Andrew. This man is a man full of wisdom beyond anything that I've seen in, in a lot of places. He's a man that loves God. He's a man that prays and sees God do things that only God can do. It is amazing. He challenges me all the time. I'm like, I need to be doing what he's doing more. So... I want to introduce to you Pastor Andrew McCasa, if you want to come on up. He's a wonderful, great friend of mine. But as of, as of this trip, when he'd come to the house, he said, I want to inform you, you're no longer my friend. And I was like, huh? He said, we've discussed it back in Tanzania. We're now family, and family is very different than friends. So this is my brother from another mother, Pastor Andrew Mikasa. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here today. I want to thank God so much um, for Pastor Blues and your wife. Thank you very much for loving me, for welcoming me in the community. I also want to thank God for William Digo and the family. As I've been talking about connection, it began from there to when this is here. So I'm here today. God bless you very much. Um, I'm called Pastor Andrew from Tanzania. My wife Esther says hello to you in Africa right now. It's past six. <clears throat> so for them, they're soon going to this. So here, here. I want to see the time there because, you know, when I'm here, I want to be very careful not to offend people on time. 
because in Africa we don't have time. <clears throat> you tell them there's no time in Africa. I put on this here to respect you here, but oh no, no news. <clears throat> so show me they don't want to offend my pastor and to offend you, so that I go, I behave American today in Jesus' name. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you in the name of Jesus for allowing me to stand before your people to share something. Holy Spirit, I pray, do something that a man cannot do. Speak to us, bless us, transform us, challenge us, motivate us, heal us, and bless us through the word of life. Take all the glory in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank God for this moment and I want to use it for two things, to share the word shortly and to give testimony and to encourage. So when I combine all together, I look behind and say, Lord, give me the grace. Pastor William talked about some few things there, but there's somebody he did not show here, but maybe later. When they came to Africa, the recently, this year, they did something which is not normal to people there, but they were moved. There's a, one of our churches, we we have conference and seminars and whatever. There's a pastor who came, he has a deformity on his leg. And the way for him to get to meet them was challenging. But for us, because we are used to such things, he's not used to such things, the two verses. Then when he saw this man, how he came, I saw them tears coming out of their eyes. And so what can we do to make a difference in his movements? What they did was to buy a bicycle there and then. And that guy got the bicycle. That looks small to them, or it might look small to you. Because yesterday I was with somebody and he showed me a bicycle he bought at $10. Is it a yard sale? Yard sale. I said, $10 a bicycle? Only in America. But that news made a great difference in the community. For the pastor to have a bicycle. And you have it, maybe you'll show it later. But I want to thank God. They have it, maybe so you can put it. I want to thank God for people of God who sees beyond your community, who sees beyond your country, who sees beyond to others. May God bless you very much. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving. Thank you for whatever you do. God sees it, and there's a reward for that. And God bless you. There are people who may never come here to say thank you. But I want to start on their behalf to say thank you. And I have something small to give you, Pastor. On behalf of those people. Can I, Jojo, can you give me that thing, please? Quickly. This is something small made from America. Made, not from America. Made in Africa. If you don't mind, can you come? Quickly, Pastor. Because I'm watching my time. This is a gift from Africa to thank you. Thank you. you see this guy here, when you see this leg here, it's not a pose that says, no, it's not a pose, it's a reality. He was beaten by a crocodile. But the way he came to know the Lord, that man is so great. 
I do a radio program back home that touches 13.6 uh, million people live. And Brother William and his wife just have been on that program and they spoke the word of life to people. This man had the message through the radio. That's how the connection began. So there are people back home right now, thank God for their cell phones. Some of you use them here for maybe communication, which is good, but for us, we have three different ways to use a cell phone. Number one is a bank. We use them, send money to people. That's the bank we have. Thank God for technology. Number two, we use it for radio. You people see people, for you, you put on for music. There is to this and what's going on in the country. So people buy them, it's a radio, it's a bank, at the same time communication to know what's happening. So people can lack other things, but not at least a cell phone, and mostly a smartphone. They try to do that. So there are people, one of them is this guy, he had the message through the radio, and he paved his way to come in the meeting. And by the grace of God, when he came, the way he was, if I show you the pictures, some of you may not want to eat steak like me. I love steak. He knows that. He loves that. When he came in a meeting, people told me, keep him outside. But I said, well, this might be a test. When somebody come like that, don't chase him. You never know. You might chase the angel of the Lord, not knowing. Leave him in the service. The guy was stinking so bad because of the leg. But after that, we prayed for him. I'm here to give the glory to God. The feet came back to normal. When you see today and before, you have the reason to thank God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He's the same in America. He's the same in Africa. But he changes circumstances. He changes situations. But you only change that which you give him to change. What you don't put into his hands for change, it stays into your ability. But what you say, Lord, I bring it unto you. You who spoke a word which says it is finished. Lord, finish this. I cannot finish it myself. Those are simple words. But they are very effective if you put them into practice to see something taking place. Even today, if you are here, there are some challenges we go through daily, each one of us here. But if you can only say, Lord, I'm here for a limited time. What can I do for the time I'm here? Because also there's something wants to do for the time he has given you here. And then from there, you can start. There are things you're going to bring before him on a daily basis. When this year was beginning, we began by prayer and fasting for the whole month. And we have seen God do great things this year compared to other years. We read the Bible, and maybe you can put those, the scripture for me behind after this guy. In the book of Psalms, chapter 65 and verse 11. When we are praying starting this year, 2019, we were in the church. Some people came to join us, families and other members. We spent time praying, fasting, seeking God for the direction of the year. And we used two scriptures. One is 
that one and another one. you know in america you make life easy when you talk a scripture it comes here <laughs> but in africa if i say scripture i have to do like this so make it easy for me today because i'm here you put it here psalms 65 and verse 11 so that we can go quick in Jesus' name that I don't need to open this here. Uh-huh. Good. You crown the year with your goodness. Let's first talk there. How do you want this year God to crown it on your side? How do you want this year to look different from the past year? The answer, you feel it yourself. And your path drips with abundance. How do you want this year to look there are things God wants to do for you this year. There are things you can say, Lord, I want to achieve this this year. Because one thing I've seen, uh, that each year that comes to me, I also believe to you, brings three things. One, it makes, it makes me older, not young. Number two, it brings me closer to my death not my bath. Number three, it brings me closer to the second coming of Jesus, not his bath. So when I have that mind, I say now, this year is going. The strength I have now, I may not be having 10 years from now. What I had a few years ago, as time goes by, now I'm walking straight, I can do quickly jog, but as time goes, I start going like this. No more speed. And as time goes, I may apply the stick. But now you say, what have I done when I was like this? No, no, I'm like this. Then you say, Lord, I wish I knew I would have done something when I was still strong. So those are the times some of us we can regret and say, I wasted my time. I didn't invest my time. Or I didn't invest my time in the presence of God or in the things that matter most. Or in the things that are for the kingdom. But as God gives us the grace, it's never too late to make what you want to be. You cannot change the past but you can change the future. Right here, you can say the things which you want to see God do in a different way. And that will mean much in your life. I want to thank God a lot for what he's doing, even in this great nation, because we pray for this nation. What I'm going to say is true, but the glory I give to God. We pray for this nation more than you pray for your nation. You may not understand it, but take it. We pray for America back home more than America pray for themselves. Because we know what some of you may not know or what some of you may take for granted. Because we know that if anything attacks America, it's attacking the whole world. Don't mess with this nation. Don't mess with America. Mess with anything but not this country. So if the people of God are not aware to go on their knees 
and say, Lord, keep America strong. Keep them up, Lord. Have mercy upon them, Lord. We don't look on the few things that people put on the front page. Whereas people project the few elements to make a news. But see the good of America. America and Americans have been there for other nations. There's no country today that can say it has never ever received help from America. Show me one or mention one if you know. No nation. So that makes America unique and special. America has sent missionaries in different nations. America and Americans have given money to different nations. America has given food. They have enough for their people and extra to help others in need. America and Americans, they have sent their people to go in the war to save countries that are suffering. Their people die in the course of saving others. Their people come back with broken legs in the course of helping somebody. Now, if you don't pray for them and say, Lord, see the good they have done and protect them, preserve them, keep them strong. So if you only look for the few small and say, okay, okay, then you don't appreciate so we pray for this kind a lot in the church where I come from. And I believe the other people who pray for this nation too. We pray for America. We pray for Israel too. You know, we pray for Israel. We know we pray for Israel. We pray for America. And we pray for our country. We have a saying in Africa. When two elephants fight, the grass suffers. He saw elephants when these kids came. I'll make you see some when you come. He's coming very soon. Can you clap for him? Pastor, Pastor Bruce is coming. Do this for him. He's coming. He's, you do this for him, please. Yeah. They are soon coming. They're going to be with us uh, before the end of this year, maybe early next year, but they are coming to see for themselves, to be there, be part of that table. And I promise you, we'll take good care of you. Pastor, don't fear. Okay. You come back home safely. You know, people can put fear in you and then they break your faith. Yeah. When you see what you see and then fear comes, then you say, okay, Andrew, see you, see you in heaven. But you come. I don't get a time we go for safari with you, then you see. Maybe that day the elephants won't fight. But if two elephants fight, the grass, the trees, everything is in a mess. You don't need to see that. Now, if anything attacks America, take my word. We in third world will suffer more than Americans. We are the grass. So we don't want the two elephants to fight. We say, Lord, never. The choice you make means much. 
the choice you make, how do you want this year to be on your side? If God gives you more years to live, how would you like these years to be? Let's not look behind what has happened. Let's look where we are going. But as we look where we are going, let's see where we are today. There is somebody in the Bible that prayed a prayer that I prayed some time back, which I wanted to put on, on the thing to make me my preaching easy here in the book of Proverbs. I like America. It's good. You make, you make things easy. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 7 and 8. This man prayed a prayer which any of you can pray if you want it because it's a choice. And I'm glad to talk to the people who know how to make choices. Yesterday, they took me somewhere. I won't tell you where. And I, don't, I won't tell you who took me. They wanted to give me something to eat. I love steak. If you want to keep me here long, bring steak. Well done. Medium well. I'll stay longer. <clears throat> but the reason of loving steak is a story behind that when I was born, I could not eat meat. From age 1 to 18 years of my living, meat was contrary to my body. My mom tried. I'm the only boy she has. As any parent, you love your children. Mama tried all the possible medicine they mentioned to help, but in my case, it could not work out. So time came, I said, Mama, me and meat, eggs. I'll eat beans until I go to heaven. But it wasn't something good because even I hear the smoke of meat, I start to throw just by hearing. So I don't go where they're cooking meat. I don't go to parties. I don't go anywhere. That's another bondage and a problem. On top of a problem. But one day, this man called Jesus made a difference in my life. And I said, Lord, from now onwards, I want to serve you. And to serve you from the bottom of my heart at any cost. Why? He healed me. He is able to fix what a man cannot fix. You can take your car to the garage and they fix it for you. That's good. They have the knowledge. But there are some issues the garage cannot fix. Only him can fix. So those are the areas you go, Lord, it's either now or never. I come before you. I bow before you. I call your grace. Intervene into this. A preacher was praying and he said, all things are possible. I said, all, including meat, but in my heart, including me eating meat. He said, the Bible says, all things are possible. Then I say, if the word all can go to the meat, my problem is meat. I want to see if I can eat meat. Then I believe in this man called Jesus. He prayed a simple prayer, but a prayer of faith and a prayer which was so powerful. I want to tell you, because there was no meat in our home, because of the nature of my situation, I had to go to our neighbor to say, do you have meat? The preacher man told me all things are possible. Hmm. They knew my story in the area. The first test, they didn't have good meat that day. They told me we have pork. I'm not talking about the good one you have in your stores because when people give stories here, 
because some of you have not traveled beyond America to see exactly what life means beyond America. So when you talk about a supermarket, someone says, oh, Walmart. Then I have nothing to say because I don't have a Walmart where I come from. When I talk about some things, oh, Highway 85 South or North? Okay. So I don't, I don't have highway. So it becomes difficult to explain. That's why I want people like him to narrate because they know both lifestyle. They know Highway 95 goes where? 85 takes you where? I don't know. We don't use that language there. We know how we make it. He knows. So when he talks about the roads, if you had to film some of the roads here, I don't want to make you scared of coming to visit me. So we resolve that. But you'll come back home safely in Jesus' name. I went and I ate meat, four pieces for the first time. Nothing happened at all. I remember before that, I ate meat with a medicine that mom brought and told me that people have been healed when they eat this. People speak good about it. When I ate it myself, my eyes could not see for one week. My ears, I could not hear. And rushing on the entire body, just by trying a small piece. I say, Mama, me and the meat. But Jesus, the son of a living God, can do what a man cannot do. He can fix because he knows you. You are made in his image. He knows if the problem is ears, he knows what to take out and what to put in. He knows if it is a hurt, he knows where to touch exactly. If his legs, he knows how to fix it. And if he cannot do, no one can do better. So I'd rather die trusting him than doubting him. Commit him whatever you cannot fix. He'll help you to fix it. When I ate meat for the first time, I went home jumping. I told my mother, she said, Andrew, don't make jokes here, my, my son. I said, Mama, it's not a joke. It's real. She could not believe it. She could not believe it. So what we did, I went to my uncle. Uncle, I eat meat. Andrew, are you serious? Buy one and see. They bought. We count in the kilos here. You say pounds? One pound? Yeah. Psst, 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 psst. Huh. On the table, I ate when uncle saw that, he is one who told my mom, I don't know what happened to Andrew, he eats meat. Then mama prepared the best for the fast for me. Since then, that miracle led my mom to believe Jesus till this very hour. That miracle. Okay, good, good, the glory goes to God. That miracle led my sister to come after and many other in their family. When God answers your prayer, your neighbors will know that the Lord has visited him. When God does something that people have been seeing something different, it will make an impact. It make an impact. Since that time I said, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to serve you. Now, these are last words. Can you make them for me here? No, chapter 30, verse 7 and 8. Make it easier for me in America. My time, good. Thank you. 
Two things I request of you. Two things. You can ask many, but he said, two things I request of you. Deprive. Re- oh. <laughs> you know, America, they move so fast. Come on. <laughs> America, everything. Come on. For today only, just do like this for, uh, for the sake of Andrew. And thank you very much. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. What do you want to see before you die? Go with that one today. What do I really want to see before I enter there? The choice is yours. And in America, thank God, you have a lot of choices. Yesterday they told me, what do you want? I don't know what I want. Then I told them, you choose for me. As long as it's steak, you choose for me. Because the man comes say, we have this, we have this, a list of steaks. We make this, we make this. Now I'm confused. I said, but you know I like steak, you choose for me. Okay, Andrew, try this. I did a try, it went well. <clears throat> so, it's a blessing to be here. Choices, you go to Walmart. Toothpaste, come on. From there, there. what do you want? I don't know what I want is toothpaste. Give me whatever, I go home. I don't have time. I don't know where to start and where to end. It is good, but times can make life complicated of making decisions. But making Jesus is a choice. It's just simple. Death and life. What do you want? It doesn't confuse a lot because but bread in the store will be confused because bread, this is with wheat, this is this, this is this, this. So you look from there, you, you are taking tenderness. Then I go out. But death and life, what do you want? The choice is yours. Simple. Life, good. The way, the truth, and the life. No man was the father except through good decision. Death, you know what, I don't want to talk that part. Because I don't think there's someone who can make that choice here today. I'd rather talk on the positive side that you can make a good choice for yourself, for your family, for whatever you think. But this man said two things. Okay, now move to verse 8. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you there. Give this for please. Thank you. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. He didn't want a life which is not good. It was a prayer. Lord, take vanities. Let, please, Lord, help me. Let me make a pause. I know parents who are here. We pray for parents. I know it's not easy to raise children in this generation which you call dot-com generation. There are a lot of things that can divert them, but through prayer, God will bring them back on the line. Give me neither poverty nor riches. He was his prayer. Poverty is a problem. Some of you have never seen it or heard it or experienced it. Or you simply see in to other people or other countries. You haven't been there. I've been there. I know what it is. It can bite more than whatever. Poverty. 
you see people and say, God, where in the world someone who can live like this? And when you get a privilege of coming, see how God has blessed you people here. You are too blessed beyond what I can say. You are too, even dogs live like kings here. Dogs live better life than many. Am I speaking the truth? Dogs in our country, I don't want to tell you because you may get upset with me, but he has seen. But a dog in America, they give a ride. The dog sits in the back seat of the front and is in the car, good one, enjoying. Even the dog knows I'm in America. They eat good food. They take them for treatment. They put ribbons on the ear. I say, if these dogs could appreciate, <laughs> but they appreciate because they know when you come back, they have Welcome back home. They sleep in comfortable beds. I've seen. You ask him another time, not now, what is so about dogs in Africa? Cause people to do things which are contrary. But now, thank God, He has blessed you. And that's why I want to say this statement. It's very powerful, but Pastor, allow me to say it. It's very touching, but allow me to say it. And I say it in love and humility. I love you. This church is part of, we are connected to the past. Okay? Allow me to say it. And I speak it in respect and love. This is what I'm saying. If at all any American will ever go to hell, it will be a choice that somebody has made. That's my thing. If at all anybody here in this great nation will ever, ever go to hell, it will be a choice that somebody has made. But many others out there where we come from, where we travel, see, they will go because of a lot of reasons. Others don't yet been reached. Others don't know what to do. But no excuse. Because you have whatever it takes. Talk about churches, you have them around every corner. You don't need to walk. He saw people walk seven miles, five miles to go to a church on foot. You drive. It's a blessing. Churches have got vans. If you don't want to drive or you don't have a car or you don't want to drive, you call the church and pick you up. So why don't you go to church? So comfortable. The chairs are so, whew, I can sleep here. After service, there's some drinks over there. You ask him if we give this to services. No. Not that we don't want, but it's not available. Well, it's not possible. So we only give the word. You go home. Find your way home. But they go home rejoicing and happy. You have all the books in the bookstore. You have all the Bibles in different versions. Yesterday, somebody was showing me one verse in the Bible with almost 
20 different versions. Only one verse. Bibles everywhere. TV, talk about the TV. You can watch preachers of any version you want, of your choice, anytime, 24 hours a day. So all the things God has put them before you because he loves you. You are special, you are precious in the eyes. So take a step and believe him to do something. Oh, I see Randy writing over there now. Feed me with the food. Okay, let me stop that. You read it yourself. But he asked for three things. What do you want God to do in your life today? You are never late. You can ask him to heal you if you are here or sick. We are going to be praying for you. We believe God do what a man cannot do. If you are here, not made up your mind, you can say, Lord, I'm here. Do something, Lord. Or you can ask God, what do you want to see this year bring your way? Or what do you want to see God do the next year in your family, upon your work, and other things in your life? Pastor Bruce, can you come and say some words? I want to thank you so much for your love and for your support. Thank you, Pastor Andrew. Listen, before we go, I want to ask you a couple of things. If you could just go ahead and close your eyes and let's think about the time that we have together. Like Pastor Andrew, the, the relationships that you have in your life. Is your relationship with God at this time where it should be? It's good to know people. It's good to have family. It's good to be blessed. But do you know Jesus? Have you decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life? Not. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.